Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Lou, episode 9. It's been a long-ass time since we had another episode, um, but I'm glad to say we're back. And today I got my co-host, Gabe, you know. Yeah, yeah, we live, baby. Uh, COVID-free uh, sports are coming back somewhat from COVID, so I think things are looking up on the up and up. So, yeah, man, uh, first sports, man, The our beloved MMA is back, man. Yeah, shout out to Dana, huh? Shout out to Dana, man. Um, you know, he... He wanted to be the first, and now now you got all these other sports mm-hmm. leagues asking for the blueprints, how to, you know, yeah, they it's manageable. I mean, they, and you know, the cool scenario about what he did was as somebody uh, on the staff, you know, tested, with, unfortunately, it was uh, Jacare. Yeah, Jacare. And they handled that perfectly. They, you know, they sent him home. and all right, sent his team home. Sent a team home, get quarantined, and sent, and then the last two events, they didn't even have any anybody test positive. Yeah. So. I mean, they they're, they're doing, doing it right. They're doing the right. So, you know, glad to see glad to see him. Um, you know, they're they're thriving during these times. And uh, we were just talking about earlier ago about Fight Island and who, you know, that's coming real soon. We don't know when. We yeah. don't know our location. We took wild guesses. I hope I hope it happens, and it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a crazy scene like sand on the beach and the octagon right there or some shit that's, that's gonna be wild mortal combat vibe like you were right, saying earlier. right <laughs> so we'll see man i hope i hope they make i hope he makes it happen i know there's nothing official yet and at the rate that society's going it looks like at least domestically here in the states it looks like we're gonna get back to normal sooner than later you know contra- contrary to what a lot of people are saying on both sides of the fence of people who are panicking people who aren't panicking but like if you, if you be objective and look at the data and shit like that it looks like everything's starting to you know trend on the positive path you know everything's on up and up and beyond that you see uh the new york governor kumo he said that the pretty much the sports team in new york aka football the nfl they could start um opening training camps i mean uh yeah they could pretty much have training camps this week if they do the proper procedures and that's what's up and they, new york was a hotbed too you know they're every they're, they're the one that had the healthcare system really fucking bombed by covid oh like yeah, they was... were they were the center of the shit uh, globally so that's that's a positive yeah, yeah they were they were like ranked number one yeah day in and day out yeah. you know what i mean and um that's yeah that's good that you that's cool that you brought up you know that the um the training for for, for the nfl mls started the um voluntary workouts mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of the sounder players came out and um it's working out for them so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, yeah. with these next couple of months. How they're gonna transition? I know it's gonna transition slowly, but we're making progress. Right. So that's that's what's. And the, and the other the other positive is like it looks like things we're gonna get through this better than what we anticipated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything from the CDC reports that you know the surfaces that it's not as. Um, easy transferable and contam- contaminated surfaces as we originally thought to the data showing like ICU patients aren't as high as we originally thought as well and now we're getting reports that you know some states and hospitals are misreporting COVID related death when it's something else and you know sometimes it just paints this picture that we shouldn't be feeding into and I'm not trying to downplay it at all hell no but I'm just saying it's it's, it's um, we got some good news on the front if you're, re- if you're reading between the lines so you know just just hang in there, you know what I mean. Hang in there. We're gonna get a. Trust me. We, once the fall and midwinter oh, is yeah. around, it's gonna, 
it's gonna be it's, gonna it's, be it's all gonna be jokes from then you know then on you know what i mean we're gonna look back at this you know like ah fight that crazy time huh <laughs> For real. so but yeah man back to the ufc yeah let's start with the ufc first man let's 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 go back from okay i, I need a i gotta apologize to somebody because we had this uh conversation earlier uh well not too long ago with one of our boys uh with sweet baby jesus oh yeah that freaking loser I know he's about to listen to this, but at first I was, you know, because I was really disappointed. Like I really wanted to see uh, Ferguson and Khabib. I wanted. Yeah, to. I mean everyone does too. And I mean, then, you can't blame yourself. And then I got bummed out when they were like, "We're gonna replace him with Gagey." And um, after what happened and what I saw on two four nine, I owe that man an apology straight up. That that he came, he had that same mentality like like Stylebender. Yeah, he he wanted he was willing to die in that octagon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you lift that filter of being scared to, you know, not only lose the match, but you know, lose shit beyond the stuff that really matters, you know, like your life. You kind of free roam what you already know as far as fighting goes, especially with these these dudes who've been training since they were you know toddlers and shit. That they go in there with that mind state. There's nothing holding them back to really accomplish what they're doing. And no, it doesn't matter who's in front of them. You know what I mean? Because he made fucking tony looked like light work that shit was wild yeah it was i, I was just stunned i was sure, i knew i mean i knew gay these killer since i've what fight was it it's a couple fights back it's like a good two years ago i'm like bro and him always doing backflips off the cage and dana's yelling at him like stop doing that shit man you're about to fucking hurt yourself he's like i don't give a fuck and <laughs> that's when it, i knew he was he was different i think it was last year when i first saw him i think it, i think he fought barboza yeah, I think Barbosa was a, a one of his good ones. Yeah, as he well. he just murdered him so bad, and and I I knew he was gonna pull that win against Cowboy. Of course, uh, yeah, that 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 wasn't surprising. And this, but this one was like Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, I don't think he was a fat underdog, was he? For which one? The Ferguson fight. For the Ferguson? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm saying so. That that away probably gave it. That probably gave it away itself. Like, all right, it shows like the people who are breathing this shit knows what's up with Gaethy, and you know, people who didn't, they should have took notice as far as the betting line goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- those were some extreme power shots. But um, I I don't know what Ferg what uh, Ferguson was thinking, just eating him up like yeah, like Macho Man. Like it's gonna catch up to you. And right, it caught up to him like fourth and fifth. Oh, wow. the the fight that I was referring to that I forgot is yeah, it's in, back in August 2018 with the James Vick fight. Cause, mm. uh, I think it's the press conf- the same press conference conference when um, who was who was there? They were talking mad shit. I think it was Kamaru, Kamaru and someone else. I think Woodley and Kamaru back then or somebody. But uh, James Vick was just talking all this shit. And Gaethy just called him out. I was like, bro, you've literally fought no one but can crushers. And and he's like, there's a reason why you fight in lightweight when you're like 6'4". Because he's hella tall for for a 155-pounder. And yeah, Gaethy knocked him out. And Gaethy's only like, you know, our height, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like 5'10"-ish and shit. So that shit was wild. I was like, damn, all right, this kid, this kid's something else. That's when I knew. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Gaethy. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to um, him and Khabib later down this year. Um yeah, the man, he just like changed the whole rankings. Well, not not much, but like, like yeah, I mean, what was he ranked before in lightweight? He was, he was like number, number three, he was, right? No, two? he was four. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, he was four, and then Connor's three, I believe. Yeah. 
And yeah. yeah, and he's like fucking number. He's like top, damn near top ten in pound for pound now. You, you know what made me respect him even more was when <laughs> when Dana wrapped the belt or uh, the interim belt. Right, he and like, he's like, I don't want that shit. I don't want that shit. I want the real belt. Yeah, man, because he knows he knows what he's he's through and through. He knows what he's fighting for. Yeah, so. and it's not these prop belts. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I give him that shit too. Eight hundred dollar replica belts. <laughs> but man. It's, Beyond that, you see fucking Francis still on his on his fucking roll of Jesus first round knockout. Christ, I'm glad, like I said, man, I'm glad I stayed on that train after those you, two terrible fights he had. I'm know, like, bro, there's just something else about this guy. Bro, I gotta know, wait. You know what the UFC website did? Uh, they they were pull, I was pulling up the cards, uh-huh. and his opponent was blank with no name. Yeah, bro, Rodestra. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, like during the pre-fight shit, and they were showing him, like, man. Uh, what do you think about Rosenstruck, blah, blah, blah. And Francis was just be honest. Like, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. Like, I had to Google him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I heard he called me out. And I'm like, okay, you wanted this. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to, he's like, he's just telling him like, all right, I'm not going to be an ass about it, but I also don't know who you are. So I have to Google you. And I was like, damn, son. He's like, you're going to ask, you're going to get what you asked for. And he fucking got that shit in like 30 seconds or something. And you know, what's funny is that he, uh, after the match, he's like, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. He gave, he just being honest, you know what I mean? And that just moves into the, to the topic that I kind of want to touch on, too. It's like, fuck, bro. Are they going to make Stipe fight or what? Because Francis is over here obviously reaching his, his pinnacle, and he doesn't even get a championship belt because I doubt DC is going to want to fight him. Yeah, <laughs> and I- Stipe has the belt, you know, it's posted with it probably for the next couple months before they make him fight or, or uh, relinquish it. Yeah, and I... I- I was listening to a couple of podcasts like in the beginning of the year with uh, for Ariel's show, and he said along the lines, "Give him a couple months and this surgery." But we're already we're already at that time frame, bro. bro we're like, May. I mean, I know yeah. he has like an eye injury, yeah. and that's something you don't want to fuck with. And maybe he should talk to Bisping or what, because you know Bisping had a crazy ass eye injury that he kind of kind of regrets too. Um, and it's like, bro, if if you can't do it, you know, like not to sound like an ass, but the 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 federation got to keep going. The the heavyweight class has to keep going, and we have this monster ready to explode to be a superstar. How, just just let someone else fight. You know what I mean? How uh, I mean, your your knowledge is way beyond mine. But how long has uh, Stipe been in the in the UFC? Oh fuck, a while, man. I mean, Stipe is pretty much like the only heavy before uh I, before Francis came into the fold. It was just literally him and DC. Him and you know DC. I mean? He had like yeah. the most heavyweight title defenses and shit like that. After he lost a belt to DC and got it back, that was like the first time he lost it. So it's really no one in heavyweight besides Stipe and him. It's because he's a crazy, he's a good ass boxer for how big he is. You know what I mean? He's, I don't think he's as good as Francis because a lot of people. Fuck no, he's not. Francis is just. Yeah. just I, I know a lot of people want to make fun of him because like, oh, he's fucking swinging hella wide. I'm like, yeah, because he's not boxing. It's MMA. He's trying to get when he sees someone backpedaling and falling and shit. He's just trying to get these hits in. You know, while he's, boxing, if some dude is tumbling down, you technically can't really hit him anymore, anyways. He's just like well polished now. He's yeah. Like it's like he it's like he he went back to the drawing board, saw what went wrong. But man, some of these dudes don't know how to defend themselves either. Like they 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 just get like get yeah. intimidated, scared. Like hell yeah, bro. And and uh, and I don't know. If, I don't think he switched camps. I just think he maybe. I think they said he moved out to like the Vegas so he could try. He could train at the apex facility and shit like right. that and um that's probably what they did the trick maybe whatever he was wherever he was training in france they didn't have the right equipment or what because they're fucking fine-tuning that damn beast and um, i'm excited to see what's next for him because if he gets the heavyweight belt and dc retires and you know however 
however Francis gets the belt, whether it's fighting DC, fighting someone else, fighting Stipe, um, I really would like to see Francis try to go into boxing. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, yeah, heavyweight's kind of boring after that. Like, who else is he gonna fight? Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Uh, I don't know if you ever gave uh, a chance yet to listen to his um, his po- uh, that podcast with uh, Mike Tyson. No, no, not yet. Oh man, it was such it was like his story from where he came from, just immigrating to Par- you know France and right. you know eating trash off you know from the garbage. Yeah, man, he had a tough life and. Yeah, and he he opened. yeah yeah. I mean, you hear Joe Rogan like every other fucking episode working on the sand dunes. Yeah, he's like a fucking uh, movie character. He says that shit all the time. And uh, but he, you know, when he went to when he was in Paris, France, he said, uh, he's like, what the fuck is this mixed martial arts? He's like, I want to do boxing. Right, right. And you could still hear it in him that that's that's really what he wants yeah, to pursue after after you know he achieves what he what he does. Fuck yeah, man! Hand him some can crusher some. Some fucking <laughs> trash fights to warm up and let him get some of those bigger fights after a few rounds. I mean, after a few months in or maybe a year in, who knows? Now, bro, I know a couple like many months ago when I when I launched this shit to on all these platforms, you you, you said you did not want to hear any discussions about him and John Jones, right? And now you got this on social media, right? Where these both. Both of these men are calling them out. What, what do you I, think of this right I now? I think it's because they're the two most exciting fighters in their division, and there's no one else to fight at those top two divisions. You know what I mean, like, who who else do we want to see John fight besides Dominic again in light heavyweight? No one. No one. Um, he's not going to fight DC. DC's not coming down. DC doesn't want to fight him at heavyweight. Francis does. So it's like they're pretty much trying to push the UFC, Dana's hand, like, hey, let us make some money and let us make you money because no one else is trying to fight. Stipe's out. DC's only trying to fight Stipe. DC doesn't sound like he wants to fight Francis. Um, John Jones willing to fight anyone, but it's like no one, no one in his light heavyweight position, uh, light heavyweight division is going to give him that star power or that that pay per view points that Francis would would you know what I mean? Which I don't understand why they're not pulling the trigger yet. Because I mean, I wouldn't want to see it. I didn't want to see Izzy talking about john jones and izzy i didn't want to see that for a while but now that he's talking about the other way around when he's going up to heavyweight i'm like shit i'd see i'd want to see this you know what i mean oh man i mean there's a lot of before he gets too old because john jones you know he's getting older and older i know francis is technically i think older than him but he doesn't have as much miles as john john has you know that's true because he just he just gets people out of the octagon real quick yeah exactly oh man that's uh we'll see though man i mean I, i you know john's on twitter uh, we're towards the NMA here, and recently he's talking about on Twitter how like the UFC is pretty much killing it already. Like, oh no, don't talk about that shit because we're not gonna pursue it. And he's he's kind of bummed out. He's like, all right, well I need a fucking payday. Both of us need a payday, Francis and myself. So let's make this shit happen. And Dana and them are like, nope. Now nah, we'll try to do something else. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they feel like they're gonna be disrespectful to Stipe or. Because the light heavyweight for the division hasn't had a title fight since the Darius fight, and they think, oh, we're gonna move away from that, and that's gonna be even longer. That's gonna be like, if if John Jones and Francis fought, that means we're probably that that means we're probably gonna be more than a year till we'll see a light heavyweight title fight. You know what yeah. I mean? I think kind of it kind of bottles up, it kind of clogs up two divisions. My take is either be a gentleman and just vacate the title, or Dana can just do like an interim belt, but 
Yeah, but that's the other yeah. thing with interim too. Like I think even though us as like the that, fan, yeah, us like as the that. fans are starting to get sick of that fucking term too. Just, you know, I just want to see Francis happy and you know hold a belt, but right. at the same time, that belt don't mean shit exactly. unless you got the real. It's one. like, hey, you got the first dibs on the real one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all. That's all it is. I think the only one that that took the belt gracefully was uh, Israel. <laughs> yeah, Izzy, Izzy, like fuck, it's because you know he because his his ascent was so fucking quick. I don't think we've seen something like that in, in a while as far as. Someone coming in, what, that's his fourth UFC fight, I think? Yeah. And it was an interim belt, and then his fifth one was the real thing. And he got it, you know what I mean? It's real like quick. a little over a year he became a champion, which is fucking wild. And that's why he's probably one of my favorite fighters to watch because he believes in himself, and he's not afraid to let him know, let you guys know, too, on that Kanye late 2000 vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the shit, bro. Let me, let, me show you, let me show you how it's done, you know what I mean? Nah, I hope I hope during this, this uh, quarantine... Uh, era right now that we're living in. I hope him. I hope they can get something with uh with Powell. What's his name? Um, Ooh. the other middleweight that um that's waiting for him. Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, Paulo. Yeah, Paulo. Yeah, Paulo Costa. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Paulo. He he's definitely taking some PEDs, man. <laughs> and um, he's obviously keeps dodging testings or whatever he's doing. And um, so who knows, man? They're obviously that's the next fight that they're gonna make, and who knows when they're gonna make it. It seems like Izzy's ready whenever. It seems like Paulo's the one that's like saying, "Oh, I have to have soldier surgery. I have to do this. I have to let the cycle run through my system so I don't pop hot." You know what I mean? So we'll see. I mean, it seems like the ball's in his court, and I still see Izzy winning that fight, anyways. Because I don't think, I don't think Paulo Paulo even beat Yoel on that one fight. You know what I mean? I no. feel like that was a little, now I wouldn't say robbery, but just a bad decision. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a bad decision, but. I mean, I guess it, it didn't matter anyway because UL still got the ch- the shot before Paulo, anyways. You know what I mean? He just didn't capitalize. <laughs> that, that, it. Yeah, exactly. That's that was the fan uh fan fight, even though we it was one of the most yeah. boring fights in a while. For real, it was. Now, um, I know we talked about this uh not too long ago. Like, like, did he really retire? Did he really just retire in this octagon with no fans? Right. And I checked the website and their official page, and he. Ha- Triple C, Henry Cejudo, has been removed from the bantamweight division. They now have it as vacated. So the question is, uh, I know what you're about to say, but what is the fight right now to make in the bantamweight division? Man, I don't know, man, because I, I feel like, I, you know, obviously, you know my stance on Henry. I feel like he's bullshitting because that's why he, like, who the fuck retires when there's no, one, there's no, crowd there two you just kind of skate by it like mentioning it and like even joe rogan didn't even acknowledge it. he's like all right whatever dude and dana's like cool fuck off and then like two and three uh, the other thing is like we if you watch ufc you see when people retire they usually take the gloves off they get emotional and they just let you know like hey man this is it that's why i'm leaving the gloves here you see gustafson's probably like the most noticed yeah, did, noted yeah. noted yeah most memorable one in recent memory that was like less than a year ago and that's what he did he took his gloves off um Oh, there's another dude who just never really got his shot, but he was, I think he was in bantamweight as well. And he retired too. Like last year I watched it and he did the same thing, but Cejudo over here just like, Oh yeah, guys, I had an awesome career. I'm just going to quit now. And everyone's like, all right, bro. Sure. Next. Cause I mean, I don't know, man. The thing is like, they, I don't know why they gave the fucking fight to Dominic Cruz. Like why? Cruz haven't fought in like two years. You give him a title shot when you had Aljamain, Peter Yawn waiting there. 
Um, shit, even a, even a rematch with fucking Marlon, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That, that was that was just weird on UFC's far, part. And who knows? Maybe they do want Triple C to get the fuck out. And they're just trying to push him out anyways. And just to clarify, during that match, I thought that was a great uh, stoppage. Yeah, bro. If, yeah, like, when you see that replay where he did get kneed right mm-hmm. into the face, oh, it was, it was over. Like, Anytime I see a fighter, like, getting dazed and then more hits are flowing their way and they're not able to protect themselves like their hands are just everywhere they're just grabbing air they're not actually protecting themselves i think it's always a great fight no matter what the fucking fighter said oh no i was trying to get back in position yeah get back in position until you get flatlined what a a sorry loser and then he and then dominic cruz had the nerve to say oh the referee smelled like smell like alcohol alcohol and cigarettes yeah and her being like what the fuck you talking about i was with him all day i I didn't smell shit and you know, if you if you watch UFC, you were you know Herb, and we all respect Herb Dean. So I'm 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 fly, I'm flying with Herb, and uh um who knows, man? Maybe Dominic got a little bit of that CTE Dom- from that fight. Dominic needs to show. He's he had his moments. Back yeah, he's his like time. one of the yeah he's like one of the greatest bantamweights of all time, yeah. bro. And, and he's an awesome commentator. Like, fuck, man, get paid without having to get hit. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Shit, I mean, but who? I'm just from the outside looking in. That's why we. That's why. I, we got shelves like this anyway, so people who don't fucking do this shit could give their honest opinion about it. But Dominic, man, just fucking give us that great commentary, keep going, and let these young young guys shine in the bantamweight division. For I'm real. excited for that uh, Aljamain fight. He's fighting uh, Corey Sanders, Sanderson now, or whatever. I wanted to ask you because I, I in his last interview with uh, Ariel, I, his his wrist was really fucked up. And I'm I'm wondering, will it hold up? Will it? Because you know when you walk out of a surgery. It's not the same, right? It's not the same, but um, you know, I just gotta see. Let's just gotta see how he, how he, uh, how he performs. Uh, man, I mean, it's you talking about Aljamain, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, I guess it's one of two things. Aljamain's a really good jujitsu dude too, as well. So, like, I don't, I feel like his wrist won't be as much of a problem as if he was just a straight striker. So like he could he could you know lean on some of them leg leg techniques some of them locks some of the some of these grappling moves so I don't think it's gonna be as big of a factor as if he was like someone that fights like Tyron Woodley you know what I mean oh, yeah, who's just sure. banging shit out trying to get you there even if you went on the ground he's still doing more of uh more of like formal wrestling moves rather than jujitsu so that's more of you know pivoting and uh, some of those power moves that really straining on the wrist. So, but with Aljamain, it's a little different. So, I think I don't think it's gonna be as big of a factor as as when people see oh surgery and surgery's fucking up type headlines. You know what I mean? So yeah, Aljamain, I'm still I'm still on his train. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And then um, I think next year, interesting. Um, here's my prediction: if if he if Aljamain performs well, the wrist isn't any factor at all. I say I call, I, I'm, I'll call it right now. Will he will be crowned champion? Hopefully by the end of this year. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, yeah, I would say the same too. It's just the only thing that's standing in his way is his guard because he's been knocked out by Marlon Morales before. Yeah, and you've seen Marlon is and not he's the number best. one. Yeah, and you know, and you see Marlon with Cejudo, he doesn't have the best <laughs> defense himself. But I feel like if he could get past. Like I feel like he'd learned his lesson with Marlon, but the thing is, he ha- he's also gonna have to get past Peter Yawn, and Peter's been looking really good lately too. So if he gets past Corey, and Sudo's really gone, and they do like an interim shit with him, I mean not an interim, but they do a title fight for the vacated belt of Peter and Aljamain, that I, that's where we'll we'll see what he's really made of. And 
obviously it'll be a title fight so you might be correct in the in the prediction if he wins past peter so what do you um and one last thing before we get out of the the bantamweight i believe next year um dillashaw comes back now yeah where do we where do we stand on well we got to see where the fuck he who who he fights because obviously they're gonna test him out the ass with the shit he got caught with um who knows, man? Feed him the fucking Cody, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> get that. Him, <laughs> feed him the Garbrand again, because you know it's only right. It's only right. And Cody's been on since day one. He's been saying like, "Yo, this dude's a fucking cheater." Y'all gonna see it, and everyone's like, ex- "Let me expose him in this." Yeah, third and, fight. Every, and everyone was like, "Oh no, he's a he's a fucking sore loser." Blah blah. blah. But you know, he ended up being right. So I say, let and Garbrand Garbrand's been on a fucking shitty path himself yeah. the last couple of fights. So let him let let them duke it out, and then hopefully. Both yes. or one of the other could have their careers turn around after. If I'm Dana White, that's his mandatory fight when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, I would, bro. And plus, it'll be a good fight to make. It I mean, would be a good fight. You could, you could probably headline a fight night for sure with that. Not a pay-per-view, but a fight night or co-main on a pay-per-view. Now, for these, uh, for the next part of the next segment of the MMA, there's a couple things. Um, these last, what, two fights after the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, let's talk about... Uh, Lionheart, um, Anthony Smith, man. That, yeah, bro. I don't. I really don't know what happened on that. Like, 40, I'm a lost forty-year-old Glover Teixeira. Yeah, I'm. I'm at a loss for words. Who knows? But I don't know if he didn't condition right all because this with the whole quarantine shit. Who knows how his setup is? Because I know he's all the way like in Missouri or something like yeah. that, somewhere in the Midwest. Um, I don't know if his setup's not correct yeah, he took or a bad beating. Yeah, or maybe something happened during the week. Cause I know he had like the whole home invasion shit like the weeks before. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah, so I'm sure he was already cutting weight at that time too. And um, who knows? Maybe maybe his just his mind was the, in the right spot. It's so crazy when they were um, they were battling on the ground and. He's like, sorry, uh, Tashera was like, sorry, I'm doing this to you, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like, it is what it is. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it's their job at the end of the day, and their job is to win, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. as, as ruthless as it could get, like, you still got to go out and finish it. And um, I don't know, man. I hope I hope Anthony can bounce back. He's still pretty young. Um, and he's he obviously did decent with John it, Jones as well. So it, it, To some degree, this quarantine has affected, like, a few fighters and, like, Going back to um, Ferguson, you know, he literally was training for uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov the whole time, right. and then he somewhat adjusted, but it didn't it didn't work out the way with Gaethje. Right. And um, but, but I mean, like with that, I think that's uh, we didn't. I guess we didn't really touch on it. But Tony, I think I don't want to be an ass, but I feel like he was foolish to continue with that weight cut after the Gaethje yeah. fight was originally canceled. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to go on the grounds of, oh, Tony was training for one dude and he got a different dude. Well, Gaethje wasn't training for anyone. You know what I mean? And then That's he, true. And he took That's that shit true, on a weak yeah. notice. Like, I'll fight him. Fuck it. So, okay. But Gaethje, Gaethje then benefited on the first cancellation. Got an extra month to train for Tony, which Tony also got the same amount of time. You know what I mean? And I, I just think, who knows? Maybe because Ferguson's already at that, almost near the top of that division and that prominence in the UFC. He didn't. I wouldn't say take it seriously, but he didn't grind out and do the research that maybe Gaethje did when he's like, all right, this is my fucking chance and I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, and beyond that, it's just like, why the fuck are you cutting weight still? When you know, the, the fight ended, you're recording it and putting it in social media. Like, Oh look, I still made weight for a fight that didn't fucking <laughs> exist. You just look crazy, bro. I think he was, he just was really confident. He's like, I'm going to get him out. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I've, 
as much as like the the team probably said, oh, it didn't affect him at all, but it has to affect someone, man. Especially if you're walking around probably like 180 or something, 190, and you're walking at 40 pounds lighter for another month more than you you're, you you have to, and then you fight a fucking killer at the end of that month. That has to affect you somehow. I don't know if it's mentally, physically, uh, adrenal levels, energy levels, or what. But you can't just be like, oh, it wasn't a factor. It has to be, bro. For real, yeah, it had to be. Um, one of the other fights that um from the last two that weren't pay-per-view of course um i felt some type of way that there was robbery um i want to go with the first one with angela hill and claudia yeah i I didn't watch that at all because none of those fights really interested me not to sound like a dick Uh, they just they just didn't um but yeah i heard i heard about that too she's a she's an interesting lady and she she's actually been improving and right and man i there's another one on that same card wasn't it like hill and there's a there's a dude fight yeah, it was it was Somebody actually else. before that, I believe. Okay, I can't yeah. remember what it was. I know a lot of people were like, "What the fuck are they watching?" You know. Yeah, I'm like, is this uh, Texas all over again with, uh, with uh, what's his name with uh, Jones and um, Dominic? Yeah, with Dominic. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And there's no fans, so come on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. Yeah, on that too. On on because I, I don't really have much to say as far as robbery goes. I didn't really watch it, but as far as the no fans thing, I think it's pretty awesome. The the concept of it within the UFC because. Even all the fighters are saying, like, hey, when, you know, Joe or when DC is saying something, I could hear them, and I'm actually using those fucking oh, those tips that's that they're saying. Greg, you know that's I mean? what Greg Hardy did, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them, bro. A lot of them were saying he, that. He even called it out, like, during the post-interview. Uh, I think it was Carla Esperanza, whatever, that uh, the girl. Esparza, yeah. Yeah, she, was, she said that straight up. She's like, I heard DC say something like this. And, you know, if you look at the, the cards and the, 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 the fight, uh, history she was saying like in the second round i heard dc say blah 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 so i changed it up and yeah she, that's when she started winning and she won the fight but before that she was losing and she's like yeah i credit dc because i heard him saying blah 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 and i'm like oh shit yeah he's kind of right and then i just took it from there and that just makes me realize like they damn could you imagine if um if nfl teams can hear what tony romo was saying like before the snap because you know he'd be shit, he'd be yeah. predicting shit right on cue and it's like it's kind of just like that type of aspect it's like actually but they could actually take advantage of these commentators advice and tips right then and there and ju- adjust their games so it's, i think it's pretty awesome so far yeah the no, the no fans so man uh so next up i know we have the next ufc uh, i believe it's tyrone woodley and i know the dude's last name is burns you know who yeah already burns, he's, he, burns he's, yeah. he's pretty good too man i mean it's I wanted I wanted to see Woodley and fucking Covington. I think like most a majority of people because we want to see Covington get his ass beat again. Um, but Burns isn't no slouch either. That's that's gonna be a banger, bro, banger of a fight for sure. Um, and I'm just glad to see fucking my boy Tyron back in the damn ring. For so real. I think it sounds like he's been getting his shit together as far as his refocus. He's I don't know if you've seen some of his past interviews. He's saying when he had the belt and he was on top, he kind of like got caught up in the lifestyle and forgot how how it was to be grinding and have not have something to chase after because he didn't have he like he had the money he had the status so he was just like splurging shit out for people but then when he lost everyone kind of went away and then he's like all right now now i remember how it is to fucking grind it out and shit yeah. so i'm excited to see what he could do he's been champion for a long time yeah man. yeah a long time he's probably one of my favorite welterweights for sure yeah so yeah the next uh ufc fight night is going to be saturday may 30th and yeah, man. Who else is on a card? It's kind of a weak card, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weak card. So they. Oh, Mackenzie Dern, though. Mm. I'll watch that just because of that. 
Ivanov and Sakai. All right, that's gonna be a sloppy fight. Oh, Steptenko ass beating round two, but the yeah, sister. The okay, sister, the sister's about to get a piece of the action. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Valentina's sister fighting a uh, blonde fighter. I forgot her name. Something Chunugan. Um, that shit was wild. How long did you just watch the embedded for that fight at all? Like, no, I didn't. I felt bad. She she seems so sweet, and she's like, hey, I'm gonna do this and that. She's just enjoying her time, and then they always just switch over to, um. To fucking Valentina and she's like in the sauna practicing her kicks in a sauna suit while like uh, these girls are getting their hair done and shit and I'm like Jesus Christ when are they gonna learn I think Jessica I did the same shit Jessica I was like I'm gonna shock the world blah blah, blah. And, she, and she's like getting her nails done right fight week skull just sounded like yeah wood and then chopping. that's what I'm saying like she's getting her nails done but fucking Valentina on that same week they just transitioned to her and she's in the goddamn <laughs> sauna in a sauna suit in a sauna doing all these type of cardio workouts and shit. She said, fuck a nail. Like, y'all bitches stripping. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, that's going to be the next uh, um, event, which is actually pretty soon, if you think about it. Hell you. And um, I know, uh, and lastly, what we'll touch up on UFC is uh, UFC 250. Um, you know, so, the cards have still not yet been confirmed. I mean, well, they've added cards. However, that's not going to be it. I'm pretty sure they're going to add a couple more um, fights on to those cards. But, you know, we have Amanda Nunes and uh, Spencer. I don't know her first name, but... Felicia. Felicia Spencer. There you go. So, yeah, um, that's right. Wait, did they fight before? I believe. I thought they already did because Felicia did hella good the first round. We're like, oh, shit, she's making her look... Oh, no, I think that was a cyborg fight. Yeah, Cyborg. Yeah, that yeah, was no last mind. year. That's that was right. a, that was actually Cyborg's last fight. Yeah, yeah, and she almost got done in by Felicia, yeah. but Felicia, uh, I, maybe in inexperience or what. But yeah, as of right now, that's the I think that I believe that's the fight that stands out out of all the other ones at the moment, and we still don't have a confirmation where, but I'm pretty sure it's, it will be at the Apex. And, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, uh, like I said, there's still more cards to be confirmed, to be added. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be just, uh, you know, for UFC 250. I mean, come on, it's UFC 250. Right. <laughs> you got to add more, so. Exactly. More good ones. But, yeah, um, you know, pretty soon we'll, we'll touch up on those. So, yeah, man, so let's, let's, let's switch sports. Um, you. Let's talk about some NFL Please educate me, yeah. my brother, because I I missed out on the draft. Yeah, and didn't really get to catch up on it. Well, I mean, it was fucking weird. You don't see anyone going up to the podium. Everyone's at home. Everyone all, got an at home call. It's kind of sketchy. All virtual via Zoom. Yeah. Hey, first off, fuck ESPN for every time they had a black, sub, uh, black urban kid from the hood get drafted. They always had to put some fucking family tragedy or family business up on the goddamn screen, like it was a it's the goddamn. Um, point of emphasis like they, they showed one dude and said oh mother's been uh battling drug addiction for 16 years like what the fuck i gotta do about this kid getting drafted to the nfl bro what the fuck or another one is like they asked this kid about how his dad who got fucking uh who hung himself or some shit because he was on antidepressants and like oh the family blaming antidepressants I'm like all right why are you bringing this up on the best day of this kid's life like first of all fuck espn for that i hope they lose their rights to do the to nfl draft and let some other good um uh, sports broadcasting. That shit should be local channels. Yeah, or something, man. Yeah. Um, shit, let TMZ do it. <laughs> yeah, if if ESPN want to do that shit, let TMZ do it, and TMZ probably get us some juicier shit. Um, 
But yeah, man, if if y'all want to check out some sleeper shit, I made a little YouTube video called 2020 NFL Draft Sleeper Picks. Gabe, you know, so go ahead and check that out. Um, pretty decently edited by myself, green screen and all, dubbed over by myself as well. So check that out. Got highlights. And I was actually pretty on with some of these sleepers because some of them got fucking picked way before they were supposed to. Um, but yeah, anyways, with the draft, what do you want to know about it, man? I mean, the Seahawks did their usual shit, you know, surprise <laughs> people with their pick, but it's, it's, it might pay off. It might not, you know, um, Ravens had a really great draft. Uh, Dolphins, shout out to the Dolphins, finally had a great draft. Um, those are the two that stand out. Oh, Titans, Titans had a really great draft as well. So those are the three that stand out. No major trades. Um, Aaron Rodgers might be on his way out in Green Bay because they picked a fucking quarterback in the first round. That was a surprise. Yeah, um, I was I, I was at, you know, I, I was on my break one time um, during weeks after this, and he was talking about he wasn't happy right. and he wasn't feeling the, the draft pick. And now he's like, well, I mean, it's, it's karma. It's the same shit that happened to uh, I mean, Brett they, Favre yeah, <laughs> when he got drafted. You're living the same path now that where Favre was years ago. Yeah, and I've, I've heard some stories that Aaron Rodgers is a fucking dick in person, bro, but I don't know. This is like Reddit stories, but who knows? It just it sounds like it based on yeah. <laughs> those comments he And said. I know I know back when Brett Favre was in Green Bay, people try to call Brett Favre because he's like, Hey, it's not my job to groom this kid, like fuck off. That's not what you're paying me for. And back then we we're like, damn, Brett Favre is the dick, blah blah blah. And now I wonder if it's because Brett Favre got to know Aaron Rodgers and like, all right, this kid's an ass and I'm not gonna train him. Like he doesn't deserve this. And maybe that's what played into it. And being the gentleman that Brett Favre is, which is my GOAT quarterback. Um Maybe he was like, yo, I'm not going to put your shit on blast, but I'm not going to train you. And I'm going to tell people that, that just that, like, hey, yeah. I'm not training you. <laughs> I don't know. In some, in some aspects, I think he, he feels really entitled. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he cried about not being uh, the Niners QB because he's from yeah. the Bay area. He went to Cal. He's supposed to be like a top 10 pick. Wasn't top 10, but I mean, who cares, man? Fuck it, man. It's, he's getting old. He, He's only had he only has one ring, only one MVP, I believe, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say not not too much of an emphasis on only, but the way we talk about him, we put him up there with the Brady and the Breezes when Breeze leads the league in fucking yardage like every damn year. Um, Russell Wilson's probably a better fourth quarter QB than Aaron Rodgers, um, and Brady is Brady, so I don't understand the hype around. I think Rodgers not to sound like fucking crazy batshit crazy, but I think Rodgers probably one of the most overrated glamorized QB that we've seen in a while. My my noticed my take in the pattern, like every playoff he, he makes it all the way to the championship and that shit just right gets shot the fuck down, whether it's NFC West division yeah. teams or fucking the Falcons. Right. Jesus Christ, man. Yep. I mean like I said, I think he's one of the most overrated dudes. But anyways, yeah, we'll see with Jordan Love, man. We'll see what he does. He's he's a little more mobile and he has a fucking cannon as well. However, he did come in clutch when he beat the Cowboys a few years back. That I did enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. True that. True that. That's true. Uh, I, I'm going to just mention a couple of these picks. and I just want to know your text because they, they, they caught my eye for a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's start with the first. The first the first pick of this draft was the Bengals' uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow is intriguing because he, like, like I'm sure you've seen it multiple times. He had, like, this really great year. And in the past years you see when someone has one awesome year in college football and they win the Heisman 
and they win um, the national championship, you don't really see them going number one or even first round as far as QB goes because they have help from the defense. They have help from the wide receivers. But I don't know what it is with Joe Burrow. Like, he's getting a lot of love. But they forget, like, the receiving corps in LSU is probably, like, the best receiving corps in the league. Um, I think they had two first-rounders. I'm not sure. But I'm, I know a lot of – even, like, the backup tight end got drafted because Thaddeus Moss got drafted and then Seahawks picked up their other tight end. Like, okay, so, you know, I mean, Joe Burrow had fucking help. Um, but I, I think he, the hype is also warranted because he's really good at decision-making. I mean, he rarely makes mistakes, it looks like. I watched him in that national championship game, and he was just cutting them up. But that's also because – you know, some of his fucking skills players got juke stick cheat codes and shit. So <laughs> I don't know. And then the next, uh, the next uh, pick here that intrigues me a lot. And I know you're really happy about it. Yeah, because, yeah baby. Shout out. Uh, Shout out to Uso. Uh, Tua Tagvaloa. Tagvaloa. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Finally, the Dolphins didn't fuck up. I thought they were going to do something stupid like get Justin Herbert or I don't know, just something dumb. <laughs> Um, but I'm really glad they pulled the trigger on Tua. Tua, I think Tua is going to be the best QB in recent memory as far as draft goes. I think he's the real deal. Yeah, same. I think this is lefty, this, efficient, mobile, great pocket presence. I'm just really concerned how the coaches and you know people at top how they utilize right. that. He's going to need help. You know, what yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have help at the moment. Yeah, that, that's that part that only concerns me. But if you if if you're the the, the top guy up there. Give this man what he needs, cause he, he'll be successful. He'll be, he's gonna, he's gonna do great things. And now that Brady's out of the picture, and that exactly, it's up for grabs, baby. That's that's Miami's to take. Cause I mean, shit, in the draft alone, I know we, I know the Dolphins lost Laramie Tunsil, but they got Austin Jackson from USC, who was climbing up the boards, and he didn't he? I believe he like donated a kidney to his sister or something. So he missed a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's crazy, and he uh, fought his way back to being a damn near top. 15 pick he's picked number 18 overall and then they went on went out and got robert hunt from louisiana another tackle so you pretty much got two first round tackles to help tua um the only thing is that like i said that concerns me is they didn't really give him help as far as receiver goes yeah. like you got Devonte parker um like running back is another thing it's like all right who are we gonna have like i was hoping they fuck around get jk dobbins or even jonathan taylor you know what i mean help him out but i think jonathan went to detroit or indianapolis or some shit i don't know some surprising ass blue team. Um, but that said, I think the Dolphins have a chance. <sighs> I know it sounds crazy, but they have a chance to get that division because that division's kind of weak now that Brady's out. I mean, yeah. New England, no QB at all, unless they get Cam Newton before this season, which I still am thinking they're going to do somehow once COVID lifts and they got the doctors to do uh, physicals and shit. Um, then you got the Jets, who... That's that's literally the holdup, right? Our, our Jets, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then you got the uh, Bills. The Bills, I think, is going to be up to Miami and, the, and Buffalo for that division because I've always said I like Josh Allen the way he plays. He fucking runs like a savage. He has a cannon. He has no receivers last year, but now they got Stephon Diggs. So we'll, we'll check that out. Uh, they they got – um. Oh, what the fuck? Why can I not think think of it? Devin Singletary, right? That the, 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 uh, yes. the rookie last year. They let go of Frank Gore, but they drafted Zach Moss from uh, Utah, who's a fucking cannonball of a runner. Uh, and then their defense is still savage. Matter of fact, let me pull up who else the Bill draft because I believe they have one of the their top five in my personal rankings as far as the drafts go. Yeah, they get better. Oh yeah, yeah bro. The better. future's looking up for them, and I think we're gonna see 
that division flip on his head. No more New England, you know what I mean? Unless they literally tank and just get Trevor Lawrence next year, which <laughs> I, which is going to be bullshit because then they're just going to get back to this shit. Yeah, they, I'm tripping. They, I think they traded out of the first round, and they got A.J. Epinesa in the second round, who's a, he was, who was supposed to be a first-rounder. And, um, yeah, bro, and they even got fucking Jake Frum from Georgia who had a shit combine, but he's a decent backup QB for Josh Allen, so fuck, we'll see. How about that Jalen Hurts pick, though, to, to Philly? I know a lot of people were pissed about that, bro, because, you know, they're like, what the fuck, we just gave Carson Wentz all this money, then you spent our second-round pick to get Jalen Hurts? What are you doing? But I think it's because they, they know something. Maybe they know that Carson can't stay healthy. Jalen is mobile, and they maybe they know you their know, linemen are getting older. You know what I've learned over the years when f- football players, basketball players, they come back from these major injuries, Achilles or whatever. Right. Actually, Richard Sherman's like the perfect example. You saw him in the Super Bowl. He was not the same person. He was getting destroyed yeah. by those wide receivers. And that, in- that injury, is, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it changes. That's the thing with Richard, though. Also, he was never that speedy, shifty receiver that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't a Revis Island type receiver, you know That's what I mean? True. He was he's always he always benefited on that cover two high safety coverage, and I feel like now he has safeties who are younger than him, who's inexperienced. It's not Earl, it's not Cam, it's not even Bradley McDougal, you know what I mean? So it's like when he thinks he has someone up top to maybe cover his ass, he doesn't realize, like, oh shit, there's no one there, and now I gotta try to you know get this extra step of my sprint that I can't anymore, and then he's just getting burnt and becoming yeah. a meme. Wins, I I I don't have any faith. And you know, even from his injury, I, I still I'm gonna see the same Carson Wentz that we saw last year. And yeah, and that's the other thing with the Eagles. Like personally, the Jalen Hurts pick, I on that YouTube video I talk about 2020 NFL sleeper pick on YouTube. Gabe, you know, uh, I had Jalen Hurts as my number one like sleeper QB pick, um, just because of the way he plays. And I, it's like when Russell came to the Seahawks. Um, I remember when we entered that draft because we had Tavares, right? And we had no line help. I was like, hey, we need a mobile QB who won't have to rely on the line too much because we're never going to get the line help. We, we're going to, even till this day, we still don't have the fucking line help that we, we would want. Um, and I remember like back then, I was like, hey, man, we should just sign Michael Vick for a year and see see what happens. And instead, what we did is we get Russell, who is exactly what we needed, someone who could shift the pocket over. And I think, like I said, I think that's what Philly's learning about their own team is like, these linemen are getting older. We see that Carson takes all this damage and he's not as shifty as he should be. But Jalen is. Jalen can throw. He's pretty efficient. Yeah, I think he had like almost 40 fucking touchdowns last year in Oklahoma. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I know a lot of y'all thinking like, what the fuck are they talking about? Hey, pff, I was one of the few people who, who loved the Russell Wilson pick and the Cam Chancellor pick in the Seahawks draft years ago. So What a what a Matt Flynn myth that was. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, yeah, um, the other thing about the Eagles, man, the other pick that I thought they were stupid, the real pick that I thought they were stupid was the receiver that they chose. Um, um, he's uh, Don't get me wrong. He's a good dude. He's a good receiver, but – uh, Rager, I think this is his last name. He's from TCU. Jalen Rager, I believe. I can't remember. Um, but they picked him over uh, Justin Jefferson out of T- out of uh, LSU, who had like fucking 120 catches, hella touchdowns. I'm like, yo, why are you picking this other kid who played in what are they, the Big 12 or some shit? Um, over the dude who played in the SEC with Joe Burrow, you know, won a national title. He has experience and he has over 100 catches in the best league in college football. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. Now Philly next, gone Philly. Yeah, <laughs> true. Now, what's your take on Seattle's uh, pick, Jordan Brooks? Yeah, man, it's just like you know, ninety-eight percent of America are like, what the fuck? Um, but after seeing his speed and how they 
used him at Texas Tech, I kind of understand why they chose him. I, he played the mic, so he played middle linebacker at Texas Tech, but I think we're going to have him playing either KJ or uh, uh, Michael Kendrick's position, position, which he's actually using Kendrick's number. He's number 56, I guess. Um, so he's going to play more of outside. And I think his speed could benefit a lot more. I know a lot of people are like, hey, man, this kid – can't cover well texas tech didn't ask him to cover you know i mean you can't look on tape for something that they didn't have you doing or didn't really want you doing they want you to they wanted him to spot the ball see ball get ball you know i mean same shit the same way bobby plays and i think they kind of want that on the outside now because he's way faster than bobby not as physical but i mean now he got money now he got trainers now he got nutritionists you know he could probably put on that weight so he could get get as powerful but that speed man that speed is what i'm looking forward to um we're still going to figure out what we're going to do on the other side or groom some of these backup rookies that we had last year with Ben Burkirvin and um, uh, Cody Barton. But because KJ is getting older, you know, and we could save some money, get let him go. But I don't want to see him go. Um, but I, I mean, now that after I've seen everything and I've seen who was available at the time, I mean, I, I guess I could say I love the pick, but I would rather much because I seen we signed Carlos Hyde yeah. uh, as running back. I would much rather us pick up Jonathan Taylor from uh, Wisconsin, the running back, because I believe he's probably going to be one of the best players we see in this draft, probably rookie of the year on some Josh Jacobs type shit. Um, but, you know, he's in Detroit and they got lucky. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I think Jordan Brooks is going to play exactly how they want him to just chill because, you know, a lot of people hated the Bruce Irvin pick and Brucey fucking led our team in sacks that year. So welcome back, Brucey. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to, he's probably going to, that's probably what their plan is. Like, hey, sign Brucey. Pick Jordan Brooks, let him learn from Brucey. You know what I mean? As far as like rushing oh, goes, because I, I think uh, we're probably only going to use Bruce Irvin on fucking um, some of these more pressure situations. I don't think we're going to use them all three downs. Because um, I think we're probably going to let Cody Barton, KJ, and uh, we also got to consider we're still waiting. What or the Brooks, hell Clowney's going to do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems like his market's going lower and lower, and he has to figure out what he wants to do. But we're signing all these pass rushers yeah. we drafted. So if you don't want to come, we 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 yeah. moving on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we drafted uh, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. Yeah, I like that. He's a he's yeah. a physical specimen. I know yeah. people were hating on him. Though. I see people tripping about his age, bro. They're like, he's twenty four. I'm like, who gives a fuck, bro? That doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? It's not like he's thirty. Um, I think people just play into numbers too much. But I think I think he's gonna be a good one. He's like, he he reminds me a little bit of uh, JPP before he lost some fingers. Um. The other D, the other Seahawks pick, I called it out in my in my uh, in my uh, YouTube video is Kobe Parkinson I was tight saying, end, I, bro. I was, I was gonna get to that because now bro, six the, seven, six seven tight end, bro. He's about to create mismatch like a had, motherfucker. He had some few good seasons with oh with, yeah, uh, oh yeah, um, Stanford. Call me crazy, but I don't think Greg Olson is going to make the opening day roster, bro, with the oh, tight ends. Fuck. You know what I mean? I think it's literally going to be Disley. I, Hollister and you got Parkinson and then are we going to keep Stefan Sullivan who's the seventh round LSU pick but he could play receiver too like a Jimmy Graham type shit so are we keeping four or five tight ends are we going to keep three I I I saw that as like uh maybe he's about to be a Zach Miller type of player yeah entering because we can't just get rid of Hollister like that for what he did last year and he looked good bro you're like okay what are you going to get rid of him and let not to be an ass but let old ass high price Olsen play over Hollister when they Hollister is probably way more productive and then yeah. you get to split time with Disley oh and then you got a 6-7 monster in Colby now you know what I mean like I don't think I don't think I love Olsen 
he seemed like an awesome dude, but I don't think he's making the the opening draft. I mean, the opening roster, unless we are going more with heavy sets. And, you know, Sullivan goes to practice squad of release, whatever, doesn't make the team. So we keep four. We get, Excuse me. We keep four of those tight ends. But fuck that, man. Shout out to uh, Philip Dorsett, though. I'm excited to see that, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, from the Patriots. Hell yeah. yeah. Maybe we – I don't know if we're going to use him at the two or and let Tyler get back in, into a slot or let him work out of the slot and Tyler's still at one and DK at two because either way, man, that's a lot of fucking speed on the field for the Seahawks. And we have a lot of big bodies at the tight end position now. Uh Russell's going to have mm, damn near 4,000 yards passing for sure. So, yeah, man, um, I'm checking out the, the Hawks' website, you know, the people that they retained and added. So, yeah, um, you know, just to clarify, the you know, the players that actually left, like, just so you have an idea who's not on the team. So, right now we have George Fant, Quentin Jefferson, Jermaine Fetty, thank the Lord. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and Al Woods. But uh, oh, Al Woods gone. Yeah, yeah. he's gone. Where'd he go? Did, did it tell, did it, it doesn't say. It didn't Damn, say. I forgot about yeah. it. I like Al. But he did sign elsewhere, but they didn't. They didn't specify Damn. where. So, um, I do want to get to a few more Seahawk news. Um, and I didn't get your take yet, but I'm a little disappointed. But but first, let's let's get to another acquisition that they had was uh. Quentin Dunbar. Dunbar, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a good pick. I mean, it was a good trade, but you know, we'll see now exactly how if he could even step on the fucking field if he ain't in jail. So we'll see. And Gabe, I know he's not on our team, but you know, we we support him on the field. He's he's such a fucking savage on the field. Bro. Right. The whole Earl Thomas situation, man. Bro, man, CTE is real, bro, and I think that's what we're seeing in Earl Thomas. He definitely has. He's if, had his shares. Yeah, if he did, if, cause he had his hits. You know, what I mean, like, if he doesn't have some type of brain damage like that, uh, he definitely had some intellectual I was, I was, gaps that that Pete Carroll was able to mask over the years. Cause this, he's he's acting the fool. He can't keep a shirt on on any social media posts. He doesn't crop to anything. Right, he just doesn't give a fuck. Um, so if something's going on, man. You're, I, at I hope, that, you're at that point where. Yeah, like, I hope he gets help. You know, whatever help he needs, I hope he yeah, gets man. it. I, I, when I heard about it, I was like, "Shit, you about to go out like, uh, like uh, Steve McNair, man." Oh man, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Uh, at least with Steve, man. That's a, that's there's a whole podcast about that. So you got to go check that out. How it might be yeah. more than it seems. But with Earl, it just seems like some dumb shit. And, it is um, some def- dumb def- shit. Definitely, yeah. uh, definitely avoidable. You know, you know I, I've been, you know, you and I've been fans since 2010, since yeah. he came out of the, you know, when he came into the league. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I hope he gets whatever help he needs because it's definitely not normal behavior. And, bro, if you ain't happy with your family, man, just leave the situation. You know what I mean? Every, everyone gets past it's, it. Uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate because, like, you know, I, I've been following him on Instagram and you've seen the man just flourish and you've seen him grow. Or, and you've seen, you know, a lot of amazing things, and then to have it play out like that, and of course with all the in- hits and that you've you've taken throughout the years, and right, giving up your body, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I hope he, you know, he's doing better, and um, you know, I I seen lately he's been putting some Seahawk tapes on his on his Instagram. Yeah, so. living, like I say, man, I don't know, man, it's, he's <laughs> definitely outlandish behavior and unstable right. behavior too yeah. so who knows man you gotta let uh that's uh, that's for uncle pete to decide <laughs> <laughs> when you're i don't know man when you live in that lifestyle and you got a family you would think you prioritize shit more better but hey man to each his own that's his life you know not ours but like i said sure. i hope he gets the help he needs because i don't want to see another a b 
or other type of crazy oh, shit God, or yeah. Junior say out any of that rest of his soul you know what I mean now one last thing before moving on um uh he actually this man actually passed away I think like I think maybe like a week or two after my last podcast and we we need a I have some memories of him I'm pretty sure you do during his time in the NFL was Travars Jackson yeah, bro, R.I.P. That's just crazy, huh? Yeah, man, that's just uh, that's that's sad. That's uh, he was our lucky charm, man. Hell yeah, he was, man. I love I, I love anything with Tavares. Tavares literally those shit years with the Jim Moore years. He was literally like a little no, bro, of it, hope. Was, it wasn't even no. He he came after. Did he? Yeah, he came after right when Hasselback uh, went to the Titans. That uh, was that was Pete Carroll's quarterback, and then I'm saying then who was our QB when we went fucking four and ten or four and twelve? That's Tavares, bro. Because Charlie Whitehurst took us to the oh, yeah, yeah. to the but, playoff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but uh, yeah, no, he was not. He was never on uh, Morris' staff when he when. Uh, I don't know, man. You might have to check that. I'm pretty sure because ha- if it was, we went four and twelve, and I'm pretty sure it was Tavares. They, with the they team. collected Flynn. And they collected Flynn. Never or played after a, that. Yeah, after he never that, played. He yeah. never played it down. Remember, because Russell. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, come yeah. on, bro. We just talked about this. I'm gonna look that up. No, but I, but for for a fact, he was not on he was not on Mora's uh, staff for sure. That was all Hasselback and uh, who was that other dude? Fry. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I remember when he first came and he was uh he was Pete Carroll's choice and he's like he's like I'm not here to you know I'm here to do my job and get this team into the playoffs and he just had that that um that attitude like I'm gonna go do this and. That's what made me uh, respect him a lot, and fortunately, he he when he when he came, he had that pectoral injury um, when he first showed up, and uh, from then and then you saw you know when the whole Matt Flynn and then Russell, of course, takeover. But uh, he was a good backup, man. He he did what he was supposed to do, and. And uh, I remember, I think in the Super Bowl game, you remember when they, I think he had like a few minutes in the in the playing time, and he was he was also slinging the football. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the only backup they ever play in the Super Bowl. He was Bowl. literally slinging the football on the Broncos, and they were all starters. Yeah, it was bad, but and at least at least I at least I got to see him uh, walk out with a chip. And true that. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, but you know it is what it is. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out who our QB was during that shit year. My bad, bro. No, I'm pretty we, sure. We got, I'm pretty sure to... you're right. I'm pretty sure we correct my fuck ups, bro. What if I hear more team info? Who's the damn QB, bro? It's not showing me. Showing me the stats. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Starters and roster. Oh no, it was it was Matt Hasselback still. Julius what? Jones. What year are you looking at? It's 2009 is when we went five and eleven. When how we were able to draft uh, Okung and uh and uh Earl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dang, so Hasselback really played that shitty, or did he, we have a backup in? Well, no, we had no. He no. Remember? He hurt? Remember, well, well, do you remember? So the second week they they traveled to the 49ers, He got cracked, and it looked like he was having a heart attack on the field, <laughs> and then he never came back until like the end of the season. Damn, for real? Yeah. Who was our backup then playing I, the rest of the time? I think it was Wallace at few. Oh, yeah. yeah Wallace. Seneca Wallace. Yeah, oh, Seneca shit. Seneca Wallace. And I then, totally forgot about that. And yeah. I think And I think he went out, too. I don't think he, he lasted Damn. either. Damn. Yeah, you might be right then. Yeah, we we, we were. Damn, that was a shit 
fucking roster, bro. Bro, Charlie Just, Fry was on that team. I remember now because they they were wearing the the green jerseys against mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears that that year. Uh-huh. He was the starting quarterback, Charlie Fry. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. That's so bad, bro. That's how that's how that's how shit that season was. <laughs> Thank God yeah. this was like the final year of our high school cuz that <laughs> I was like I don't want to see more of this shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I was saying it was Mike Teal as the other dude. Seneca Wallace, man, has so back. Mike Teal, 2009. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, man. Shit, my bad. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, T-Jax. I didn't mean to bring any of this yeah, <laughs> 09 bullshit season. To, yeah, to his name, but we want to make sure we got it right. You yeah, know what I mean? Correct we, the fuck ups, you know? Make sure that we give you your credit for sticking through it because, you know, you was, with, you was with it when we weren't just, really shit. You're I, definitely two seven and nine seasons with him. That's for sure. But for in the airways, when, when people that stream this, I just want to say thank you for always being that lucky charm in the in the um, overtimes man undefeated bro undefeated bro the coin flips baby and don't 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 think once man we we just we just re-signed gino and he's got the same uh yeah a little aspect to him little, yeah so let's see thank you G- to t-jax yes sir so yeah man anything anything else man shit no just uh if you want to see some more sleeper picks and see how fucking well i did as far as the NFL draft sleepers go, check out that um, 2020 NFL sleeper picks by Gabe. You know, on YouTube, you can see some of the like AJ Terrell. I said, yo, he he's, he might be a, a sleeper for DBs. Well, apparently he wasn't a sleeper to the GMs because he went in the first round. But before that, no one had him going in the first round. But I think the Raiders scooped him up and like you know top 20, which I was like, oh shit, bro, I'm on to something. Uh, also, check out uh, I believe his name is Justin Weaver for the Dolphins as well. Went to Boise State, he might be one of the steals as far as defensive ends go. Um, so, yeah, Kobe Parkinson, um, Justin Weaver, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't really have anyone else. I mean, Isaiah Wynn got picked up exactly where I th- thought he shouldn't have been because, I mean, exactly where I thought I would have picked him up at. But no one else had him there. But the T- Tennessee Titans scooped his ass up. He's going to be a monster tackle from Georgia. Um, and beyond that, uh, if I this draft goes to shit to the Seahawks, we need to revamp because <laughs> we haven't had a good draft in years. True. Now, I had an idea just when I was looking at like our notes and shit, like just to extend um our um our uh, my podcast. I was thinking, Gabe, let's let's uh, I've only seen the first episode, but I want to yeah I want to rewatch it again, and I just want to take step by step because there's like ten episodes now, and mm. it's fi- it's finally done, but right. Let's, I want to like analyze with a few other people. Yeah. Uh, the last dance. Yeah, for sure. I'm with it, bro. I watched all 10. I'm watch that shit again. That shit was awesome. All right. I got to rewatch. I got to rewatch it so I can. Yeah. Cause I mean, I focus. I came to the States in 96. So it's like when Jordan first came go. back and I was too young to even really fuck with basketball. But I just remember my brothers like obsessing over Michael Jordan. They're older than me yeah. and I didn't really get it. And obviously being a young kid, I was like five, six, seven, whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck's up with this dude? You got you got like a six foot poster wingspan, the wingspan, the the fucking iconic wingspan poster. They had one of those from Sports Illustrated, and I accidentally ripped it. And they got hella pissed at me. So yeah, I'm down to fucking recap. So yeah, I the think, greatness that was Michael. So yeah, the plan is yeah, we'll keep you touched in form with uh, the latest on MMA and other sports, 
and however we will be taking over as far as like the last dance yeah, and so, go deep into it and yeah there's only so much sports you can talk about when there yeah. is no sports you know what I mean? yeah shout out to espn though for like uh, doing that like oh yeah they had to when, bro. They, when there's no sports like, let's put this capitalize out. Yeah, capitalize on everything that, that was, was that was like a summer th- uh thing wasn't it yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be it was supposed to be out to like july or something they realized like we got to pivot and like put yeah this cause twitter place. blew up everyone on twitter like espn stop bullshitting just fucking releasing they're like all right fine <laughs> Uh, it was awesome though it was, it was well done well definitely done. done I mean it's definitely bias on Michael's part but uh, we, like I said like you said we could touch on that shit when we actually do it yeah like every episode we'll touch on each episode on it so yeah man stay tuned and uh, yeah let me let me watch let me rewatch the first one again and uh, have some more boys on, on the podcast and we can all analyze it and, and you know have our views on yeah. what, it, what it was like in those 90s with those uh, Chicago Bulls that's right roger that so but yeah, guys, appreciate you guys for listening, and definitely we'll see on see you guys on the next episode. I'm Lou. I'm Gabe. You know, check me out on YouTube and Instagram. That's Gabe. You know. And we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.